1: Blog Talk Radio.
0: And good evening, wrestling fans, and uh, welcome to um, TNT on BTR. I'm sorry, I almost said live from the Dean's Den. Uh, It's uh, been uh, weeks since uh, we've been on. But um, tonight, uh, we begin by honoring the memory of uh, Randy Coley, aka Moondog Rex, who passed away over the weekend at uh, the age of 69. Um, He not only was uh, Moondog Rex, but uh, a lot of people might not uh, know this, he was the original smash of demolition. Um, He did did a, uh, um, the first uh, event, he um, was smash at the uh, Maple Leaf Gardens during a taping of Maple Leaf Wrestling. Then, um, they went to East Rutherford, New Jersey, for a WWF Superstars taping. And even with the uh, change with the uh, dyed hair, beard shaved off, and the face paint, uh, he was recognized almost immediately. And they started a Moondog chant. And so, um... He did a third appearance at Wrestling Challenge and then they eventually uh, moved him out and replaced him with uh, Barry Darso and then he uh, became part of a uh, mass team that was Shadows with Jose Luis Rivera um, and of course the Moondogs were well known um, in the Memphis scene. They were uh, of course... Uh, multi time uh uh c w a and a w a southern tag team champions so it is uh a, a sad a sad time uh, for us in the industry and of course uh right now right uh on holiday time is definitely uh you talk about it's never a good time for somebody to go this is probably the Worst time of the year to have somebody go. So, um, sympathies go to, uh, Randy's family and friends. Um, so, um, all right. So, uh, I don't know where Sean and Katie are at, uh, so at this point, I guess I'm going to uh, go ahead and uh, take it uh, live from here. So we're going to get started. Um, just uh, one of those one of those situations in the business where when you leave a company, and especially in the case of one John Moxley, you are basically cut out of WWE history. Um, so we'll go ahead and uh, and uh, talk about that real quick. What's happened is that um, when... Uh, they uh did some when they when they put in a uh, shield package uh, most recently on the on the network um they cut Moxley of course uh at that at that point his uh he was known as uh, Dean Ambrose but um they go but they went ahead and they actually edited his name out of the uh, out of the commentary, I'm uh, pulling that pulling that up real quick. Okay, so in the top ten, in the latest WWE top ten video, they look at the best debuts from the past decade. Um, one of the debuts mentioned was that of the Shield, who made their debut during Survivor Series 2012. In their debut, the power the Trail Powerbomb bomb right back through the announcer's desk, and Michael Cole mentioned Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins. And Roman Reigns as being from NXT. However, in the top in the clip in the top ten video, Dean Ambrose's name has been removed, and you can only hear Cole refer to Reigns and Rollins. So, yeah, um, just like uh, just like Chris Jericho, and in the immortal words of. Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank, Kevin O'Leary. Dean Ambrose, you are dead to me. So, All right, so that's uh so that's the uh first first piece of info. Now, um go ahead and uh cover some uh cover some things uh, concerning um, ring of honor um, they had their um, final battle the this, this holiday weekend or well the weekend prior to the holiday weekend is when most companies um, finish up and um, they and they um and their and their year. So um so at uh, at final at uh, final battle um Marty Marty Skrull was gone and we'll talk about uh where Marty Skrull wound up here uh in just a in just a moment uh, the week after day after that. Um Colt Cabana um and uh he and he lost of course his last match he he was actually not on a um regular deal he was on a handshake deal so he wasn't under under contract with them but uh still he uh he went ahead and did and did uh and did a lot of work with them and then um, went from went from there uh, to continue on with uh, his match at uh, um, into the fire, which we will uh, talk about here in just a few moments. And also um, now departed from uh, Ring of Honor is uh, Shane Taylor. Um, so uh, Taylor, Departed by losing the ROH TV title to, uh, Dragon Lee. So that, uh, that's the, uh, that's the three that are, um, now departed from there. So going, uh, going on, of course, we're, uh, just a couple of weeks away from the first big event of the year, um, New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom and Wrestle Kingdom 14 is actually going to be run as a as a three-day event um, two days to uh, Wrestle Kingdom and the third event is uh, New Year's Dash and so um, if you're not on NJPW World Fight TV has a uh, special offer for you, <clears throat> so um, they're going. They're going to on the fourth and the fifth, of course, which will be the two nights of Wrestle Kingdom. Um, those those events will be uh, will be broadcast uh, live on Fight, and then on January sixth, New Year's Dash will be broadcast now these will all be live and so of course (laughs) those are if you if you got if you got to work well you either gonna have to get some get to bed early the night before if you want to watch it or um, maybe uh, go ahead and take a little vacation time if you if you've got it Uh, now the now the Um, Wrestle Kingdom day one will be, uh, January 4th and that will begin at 3 a.m. Eastern time from the Tokyo Dome, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 14 day two will air live beginning at 1 a.m. Eastern from the Tokyo Dome and then on Monday, the 6th, uh, New Year's dash, Will air beginning at 4:30 a.m. Eastern Time, and uh, that always hails from the uh, Oda City General Gymnasium. Now, um, the way now the way this is going to work with fight is that um, you can get each event individually for 24.99, or you can get the full pack all three days for just 49.99 now i think that's a i think that's a pretty good bargain and so um what's going to happen is that uh um day one we'll have uh john moxley challenging to uh, regain his um iwgp uh united states heavyweight championship that's the uh title that he had lost due to the fact that he was unable to uh, make a flight to Japan due to uh, storms at the time so uh, so he was stripped of the title so he's getting he's gained his uh, um, return shot for that um, and that's going to be in a uh, Texas death match uh, Hiromu uh, Takahashi will be making his return to NJPW and will be challenging IWGP junior heavyweight champion Will Ospreay. And then there will be two main events. Uh, Jay White will defend his uh, IWGP Intercontinental title against uh, Tetsuya Naito. And the IWGP heavyweight title will be defended on night one which I'm very surprised about, um, uh, Okada will be, uh, defending against, uh, Kota Ibushi. Now, um, day two, we'll have, uh, we'll have some, we'll have some big events. Um, there will be, uh, now there'll be eight matches each, each night, um, the uh, second night will be uh, opened with Jushin Thunder Liger's retirement match. It's hard to believe that after all these years, Liger is finally actually going to call it a career, but he is. And so you'll be able to, you'll be able to see that. Um, The uh, co-main event, will be Hiroshi Tanahashi against Chris Jericho, who, of course, will uh, obviously uh, be doing the uh, Painmaker gimmick. And then the main event will pit the winners of the Intercontinental and Heavyweight title matches, vying to determine the winner of the double gold dash and the first Double IWGP Champion, so they are actually going to combine the Intercontinental and Heavyweight titles. So this is something big. And then um, after after the um, after those two will be New Year's Dash, and New Year's Dash is one is one of those events that they always make this one a surprise event, that the card will not be revealed until right before bell time. But also this time, there is one thing that they are announcing beforehand, and that is that uh, this will be um, concluding with a retirement ceremony honoring Jushin Thunder Liger. So that, so that's gonna, that's gonna be, that's gonna be a uh, pretty big thing right there. Um, so now, um, going, going on from there, um, definitely got to, uh, definitely got to talk about um, about uh, the other pay per view that. Uh, that uh happened this happened this week um, on Saturday which was uh into the fire which was also the um, official final um, event of the uh, of the year although they did do a uh um, a TV taping and um actually in fact they in fact they did have the first episode air, so i' i'm gonna have to watch that so um they did the they did the event live and this time they actually did it from the uh studio that they are recording um power at, which is the uh, g p b georgia public broadcasting studios in atlanta um so uh, we'll go ahead and start and uh, start off. The opener had uh, Eli Drake um, defeating Ken Anderson. So that was, uh, yeah, this uh, this uh, this was this was a uh, pretty good night overall. I I will I will say I will say this. Um, then. Um, Thunder Rosa, who of course has been a guest on uh, our airwaves, defeated uh, newcomer Tasha Steels. Very good match. Uh, Steels is uh, is quite a uh, good is quite a good worker. So um, it's uh, definitely it's definitely a uh, good uh, good match. Um, there are replays available out there if you know where to find them. Um, then. The question mark, along with student Stevens, yes Aaron Idle Stevens was uh, ha, is uh is coming out now with the question mark he's uh dressed in uh in full ghee and he also is carrying the flag quote unquote of the question marks home country uh uh mongovia which you now that that's that's actually a type of food by the way folks um but uh anyway uh question mark defeated a another uh previous uh in fact multi-time guest of our uh shows uh trevor murdoch now um Then so uh, so well to to go to get back to uh, um, a little bit to the uh, Tasha Steel Thunder Rosa match. Um, the original partner for uh, Allison K got involved in a uh, in a brawl because Thunder Rosa would not uh, let off a Steels and then so um, so they beat so they beat her down. Which uh, at the time left K without a tag team partner. So, um, Melina Perez and Marty Bell thought they were going to be facing Allison K in a handicap match. But instead, Allison K had a surprise partner, ODB who just a few nights earlier had been seen on uh, impact wrestling, defeating Taya Valkyrie. And um, she and uh, Kay defeated the team of uh, Molina Perez and uh, Marty Bell. Um, And then uh, this is, this is one that uh, definitely surprised me. Um, Aaron Stevens defeated Colt, cabana and ricky starks in a triple threat match to become the new nwa national heavyweight champion and the fact that really surprised me out of this was that cabana took the pin he had just gotten pinned the night before on his last match of ring of honor and here he is the next night on a uh, live pay-per-view getting pinned to lose his title so not sure exactly where um, Corrigan is going with this, with uh, with Cabana. Uh, just have to just have to kind of wait and see. And then in another match that was a uh, definite uh, surprise to me, um, the Rock and Roll Express defeated the wild cards to retain the NWA world tag team championships. I had, uh, said on these airwaves, uh, many times before that, um, I had, uh, figured that this was a, uh, a, uh, final run that, uh, they were going to go ahead and give them till the pay-per-view and that, and then <clears throat> they would drop the belts, and that would be, basically the retirement point for the Rock and Roll Express. Well, that's definitely not the case. So they're at least going into visually the start of uh, 2020 as the NWA World Tag Team Champions. Um, then um, Nick Aldis defeated uh, Cowboy James Storm to uh, retain the NWA World Heavyweight championship um, this had some this had some uh, real wild twists and turns uh, the um, first fall was refereed by uh, Brian Hebner and featured uh, Camille showing up when Aldous had given her the night off and she had previously several weeks earlier whispered something into James Storm's ear. <coughs> And so she came out, um, gave Storm a little look. Storm uh, hit this uh, with the uh, last call and got the first fall. The uh, second fall was refereed by former NWA world champion Tim Storm and then saw Aldis take that. And then uh, the third fall... They had um, Hebner take a take a bump and get knocked out, putting Storm back in charge of the match, and then um, all this uh, taking the cover off the turnbuckle, Storm hitting the metal, knocking him knocking him out, and therefore all this uh, wins and retains the, retains the title. Uh, He then does an interview, and it looks like uh, everything's over. They're basically fading everything out. Then all of a sudden, some very familiar to uh, at least Ring of Honor and uh, New Japan fans music hits, and the villain, Marty Skrull shows up. And he cuts a promo, then gets into the ring and um, faces off against Nick Aldis. So this is the um, situation. Also, too, um, they did make an announcement that uh, on, their fir- on their first pay-per-view of, uh, of uh, 2020, they are going to bring back the NWA TV title and with that uh they they brought they brought out the um i'm guessing it's the it's the original belt this because it certainly looks like the belt that um they had on um arn anderson for all these years uh um the uh First pay-per-view will be called Hard Times, airing January 24th. It'll be, again, um, run at uh, the GPB Studios in Atlanta. So, um, and then uh, tickets go on sale on Friday for that. So, that's that's the uh, current situation right there. So, all right, I have no clue where Sean and Katie are at this point. So what I am going to do is I am going to take a little bit of take a little bit of a break here, and so that I can kind of refresh myself a little bit, and that, um, and then. Uh, I'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, talk a little more about uh, NWA, about uh, TLC, and and a few and a few other things. So, um, still waiting to hear from uh, Sean and Katie. Don't know where they are, um, but uh, we'll we'll be we'll be back in uh, just a just a few minutes. You are listening to TNT on BTR. <laughs> uh that was uh dance macabre by ghosts and so I'm um, going to go ahead and uh, and uh, get uh, back to it here um so um so um real quick uh ratings for uh this uh for this past uh Wednesday night, um, unfortunately, uh, um, a, uh, well, it was, a, it was definitely a down night for Dynamite. They only drew 683,000 viewers. Um, NXT drew 795,000 viewers. Um, so I have to, uh, oh um. so they're going to have to they're going to have to AEW is going to have to step up their game or uh something. So anyway, um so uh getting so getting back to everything um well we should uh first off uh, announce that uh, there was a uh, um a uh, verdict today in the uh um case of uh, Jonathan Fatou, aka Jimmy Uso um he was found after uh a deliberation of uh, just over an hour um he was found not guilty of uh, DUI now um despite that um the uh, speeding ticket will um remain on his uh on his record um not sure how they can how they can do that but then again, you know, this is this is Florida this is Florida so what can you what can you say about that um So now, um, hard to believe, but, um, of course, uh, Sunday was the, um, was, of course, the, uh, um, last pay per view of the, uh, of the year, um, TLC. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a minute to uh um break down this because um this is something that uh we had been we had been asked, well, me personally because I was um, the only one of the three of us that was actually aware of it. There were rumors that had been floating around um and this concerns a uh, a good friend of uh, of mine and Sean's, and of the of the show, um, Tracy Smothers. Um, now, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say some things now that um, I had I known some of the things had Sean and I known some of the things that back when we back when we used him last a little over a year ago had we known those things he would not have been allowed to work in the ring for us um, and this bothers me because obviously um Tracy's a good friend. I've I've known I have actually known Tracy since my earliest years in the business. Um we used to work for uh Bird Prentice uh briefly in uh Indianapolis for a championship wrestling from Indiana. Um so I've known I've known him a long, long time nearly 30 years, um, but uh, but uh, he posted this on his Facebook page, um, to all, on, uh, no, on November 14th, he was diagnosed with lymphoma cancer, uh, to all concerned, I was diagnosed November 14th with lymphoma cancer, which now I'm on my third treatment, three to go of chemo, which is shrinking the rapidly growing tumors. Doc told me years ago I have blockage in my artery, so here we are and have lost 45% of my heart use. Um, Also said I have lots of head-body trauma. Doc said I had a heart attack sometime back and didn't know it. Have felt bad for a while now, but thought I was getting old, LOL. This is not fatal, as it's between my pancreas, colon, neck. A big thank you to all of you, but I look at, at it as getting a tune-up, overhaul, tires rotated, oil change, et cetera, all in one, LOL. Remember, life is a battle, and I'm in it to win it, so don't hesitate in trying to be tough by putting off getting checked out in this day and age. You never know. God bless everybody. Um, again, I've known Tracy for nearly 30 years. Um, had had Sean and I known at that time that he had had the issues with his heart Um, just the fact that he's lost 45% of his heart usage there is no way on earth we would have allowed that man in the ring he could have come he could have signed autographs, sold pictures and shirts. That would have been fine. I never would have let him wrestle. This I, I love Tracy to death. Tracy, brother, if, you're, if you are listening or if you hear this, I love you. I wish you would have told us what was going on back then because we would not have put you in the ring. There is no way we would have done that to you. And I am sorry. I will apologize on behalf of Sean and myself. I mean, you know, there's going to be people who are going to say, well, he took the booking. He said he could do it, and I and I understand that. However, uh, I I have known him for so many years and consider him a good friend. And with the and with the amount of respect and love that I have for him. I would have I would have never put him in the situation even with the even with the very experienced uh guys that we had him in the ring with to do what he, you know, the things that he did. And so that's, you know, so that that's uh, that's a big that's a big thing right there. Um, I am glad that uh, that uh, he's doing better. That he's on the road recovery. Um, I hope that he gets all of his other health issues fixed. Um, his daughter Jesse, who most of you probably watch uh on on Pow or not on pow on uh on wild WOW women of wrestling um you you know you know how you know how talented his daughter is and that and she's a you know and she we've had her run she's a real she's a real sweet young lady and that and um you know i i would hate i would hate to see her lose her dad like that um i mean tracy's actually tracy's actually younger than i am um but he's but he's he's been through he's been through the wars um and so um definitely. Definitely wants to you know um you know we're hoping that he, he can uh he can get through this. Um <clears throat> well uh Sting is uh talking to uh Sports Illustrated and he says he doesn't think it would. It's ever going to happen, but he has said that if uh, he 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 says this way, if there was a taker situation at WrestleMania, I would listen to that phone call. I could get in condition and I could pull it off. So obviously, of course, we know that if he did do it well you know he'd be we know he'd be going out on his back again so you well, know, it's bad enough you it's bad enough you had to do the jobs to Triple H and to Seth Rollins dude just oh you know, let let us remember you for your years in uh, WCW um now, um John Cena is talking about uh wanting to be involved in uh this year's uh WrestleMania, wanting to do something substantial, quote unquote. Um And of course, uh this year um, WrestleMania is being held in, uh, in Tampa and John lives out there. So you now what the heck, why not? Why not? Um, so, you now we talked about, we talked about, uh, Ryback um with the uh shield well Ryback has uh come out on his uh big guy podcast and um talked about uh the uh wellness policy of course uh um a couple weeks ago we talked about uh robert rude and uh primo cologne being suspended under the wellness policy and of course the uh Running joke being that uh, oh, Primo actually still works for WWE, um, but uh, here's here's what here's what uh, so here's what happened. Um, so he says, as far as I know, nothing has probably changed on that. It was all through a third party, at GS. G S. They're working with WWE where it was always multiple times a year that they showed up. Every once in a blue moon on a live event, like a fri- like on a Friday, but typically they would be there on a Monday or a Tuesday. You get to the building. Um, Mark Carano has his corral of WWE referees. They always tell you that you have to go see Mark Carano because the drug testers are here, In which I would always say that I was going to eat first because you get to the building after working out and you go and get some food. They try to get you in there really quickly and they corral you into the talent relations and you all sit down in a big group there and you're drinking waters until you have to pee. Eventually, after I was there, I would do my own thing. I would get there and I would eat and unpack, get situated, drink some water. So when I went in there, I already had to pee. You get it. You get your ID. They do the whole check deal, the paperwork. Then you go to the bathroom and you pull your pants down to your ankles and you lift your shirt up and you show the guy your tatas, show him your other thing, and then you pee right in front of him. It is really an annoying process in the grand scheme of things. Well, okay, that uh, that's definitely mm, I, I don't I don't know what to I don't know what to say about that. I honestly don't know what to say about that that's just like unbelievable so i'll probably i'll probably i'll probably mention this again a little bit more um i'm going to have to listen to this now and i'll maybe talk about it a little more tomorrow night on uh live from the dean's den so Oh my gosh. So um well we already um of course uh well let's let's go ahead. Let's uh let's let's get let's get back. We'll uh talk a little bit of uh TLC and then um ahead and um, talk about uh, from there um, the uh, um, the uh, situations here um, so anyway so for uh, so for uh, TLC uh, on the uh, on the pre-show, uh, Humberto Carrillo defeated Andrade. Um, then uh, um, the uh, New Day combination of uh, Kofi and Big E defeat the Revival in a ladder match to retain the SmackDown tag team titles. Alistair Black uh, defeats Buddy Murphy. Um, the uh, Viking Raiders and uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the club, um, ended in a double count-out, so the Viking Raiders retained the Raw tag team titles, which, of course, they uh, lost by pinfall in a non-title match to them the following night on Raw. Um, Baron Corbin defeats Roman Reigns in the TLC match uh, after his, quote-unquote, security, the revival, and Dolph Ziggler interfere, um, Ray Wyatt um using the uh funhouse music and coming out without the uh fiend gimmick, defeated the Miz in a non title match, but then all of a sudden when it looks like uh he's going to go ahead and um demolish the Miz Under visual orders from The Fiend, Daniel Bryan shows up and attacks Wyatt. And, of course, um, his hair and his beard have all been shaved. So he looks like he did pretty much when he uh, came in as a rookie. Um, Bobby Lashley uh, defeated Rusev. In a tables match after interference from Lana and that one, well, the first table it was supposed to go through didn't break, so they had to do it again on the other table, and so that broke. Um, the Kabuki Warriors uh, defeated uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Uh, during that match, uh, Kyrie Sane um, apparently uh, suffered a concussion. She wound up um, not being... Used of course the next night on uh, Raw in the ring, but um, she but she was she was there. Um, so uh, that so that was uh, so that was that was that. Um, now of course um, they they doubled up uh, on Raw Monday. They did the live event, and then they uh, taped a second show which will be the one that they will air Monday night, uh, to which they're, which they're doing to give everybody a, uh, night, you know, to get the, get them home for the holiday and that, um, so, um, apparently there will be a new United States championship title, um, Apparently, the belt has been delivered to the office, um, but it has not been unveiled yet, so not sure as far as how that's going to, how that's going to happen. Um, now, uh, Royal Rumble is, uh, only a a few weeks away, um. And there is a uh, possibility that a uh, former champion might be returning. Of course, uh, Royal Rumble is where a lot of surprise first-time appearances and uh, um, promotions, quote-unquote, from uh, the NXT roster take place. But according to according to the rumors Edge has recently signed a new deal with WWE and it's also been reported that he's been seen in Pittsburgh which is the place that uh, many of the WWE stars go to get cleared before returning to the ring. So now that's the question is Edge actually returning and if so, is this a full return? Is this just a um, one-off? Just to just to go ahead and say that he appeared in the uh, first um, first uh, NWA or first. Uh, um, WWE pay-per-view of the decade so um, we'll just have to just have to wait and see Although technically it's not the new decade the new decade doesn't begin until January 1st 2021 now everybody 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 says it's the end of the decade no it's not a decade is 10 years Um, the new decade and new millennium began January 1st 2001 this is only the going to be the last year of the first decade of the two thousands. So, um, uh, Billy Corgan and, uh, Dave Lagana um, did a uh, interview recently and they have said that, um, right now, Every episode of NWA Power has done over 200,000 viewers. They have 150,000 subscribers. Um, So they think that they're um, six months away from being really profitable without having to take an investment from anybody. And just... uh, running uh running strictly on on uh youtube so we'll see we'll see what happens if that is in fact the case that they will um be taking this whole taking this whole thing and uh being able to structure it so that uh wrestling makes a profit on youtube that's going to be that's going to be an interesting interesting thing to see um so well um uh in between times I have talked to Katie um I'm not going to get into uh things I mean we're okay um but uh there's reasons she wasn't here I don't know why Sean is not here, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm actually gonna go ahead and sign it off for the evening. Um, I will be back here tomorrow night at 10:9 uh, Central Time with my uh, normal uh, 30 minute live from the Dean's Den. Thank you all for listening. Um, I guess on behalf of Sean and Katie. I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane. You know uh, you know what time it is. You can go where you want, but you can't stay here, clean up your glasses, turn off the lights, lock the door, and get out.
1: Last call for alcohol, so finish your winter.